Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm your host Chris Gallagher and I'm joined by Louis McCaffrey. Welcome him back. I'm back. Back. It's great to be back. The the, the emails have been st- stacking up asking for your return. They haven't, not even one. No, not even one. Uh, I sent one. Thanks, man. That's the voice of Brian McManus. Uh, this is Brian's first time on the podcast, is it, Brian? You've first, never... first since before emails were even invented. Before emails were even invented. Well, yes. it's great to have you back with your Buffalo Bills hat on. <laughs> um, uh, Keith, Keith McGinty. Hello, Christopher. How are you? I'm grand, you're looking well. I feel like shit, but thanks very much. Uh, to you be fair, you look like shit as well. So. I'll just try to be nice to you. Bills have a day. I know. And uh, from a boy band from 1982, <laughs> uh, we have Kieran Harren. How is How's that come about? Because of the clothes you're wearing. That's very West Life. Jeans. That is very, very... I think it's more Craig David myself. It's got, it's got <laughs> CD. <laughs> yeah. We've got the CD, we've got the boys on, we've got it all going on. Uh, yeah, we've uh, international break, so we had a break ourselves. Um, I'm not going to talk about the Scotland games without uh, balling, shouting and balling, so best avoided. Uh, but... While that time was, while we were away, uh, Keith and Brian, you did the Celtic the Sleepout. Can you kind of tell us tell us a little bit about it, Brian? You want to start? Uh, yeah, I basically slept with Keith. And it was, well, we never really slept and we were up all night. It was good. For money, for charity. Yeah, we get paid for it as well. Well, we never get paid. It was all for a good yeah. cause. So who was Big Spoon and Little Spoon? We were equal spoons. <laughs> No, it was good. <laughs> it was good. We done the sleep out for the Celtic Foundation. Uh, was that last Saturday, the twelfth? It was, yeah. Yep. Um, I think there was over a hundred people there. Last count, I think there was over sixty-five thousand raised for the foundation's Christmas appeal. So, thanks to everyone that donated for to to us and to the to the event overall. And it was a really good experience. Met some really good folk. No, that's good. I mean, uh, I know we joke and stuff, but no, that's. You know, raising money for charity is terrific, and uh, yeah. So overall, you had a good experience. Did you meet any other bloggers or any any guys who with podcasts? He was chatting to everybody. Him and Summer Harrow are now best mates. Life for a party, this guy. Yeah, oh, totally. Just uh, Tom Boyd. Him, yeah. amazing. Oh, Tom Boyd was good. He was good chat. Yeah, get him on the podcast. Yes, and also He's very much up for it. Yeah, um, Summer Harrow like her attitude. She's like a predator. Um, which is great. Yes, I would agree. Um, yep. So it's it's good to see and uh, yeah, terrific stuff. Uh, and th- thanks for getting involved. Um, also, we're going to kind of focus on the Celtic and Kilmarnock game. Then we're going to look ahead to Barcelona. And then you know this is a quite a big week for Celtic um, in terms of this is in a way a kind of uh, season defining week because we've got two massive matches coming up against Barcelona, and then we've got the first opportunity for Brendan Rodgers to get a trophy under his belt. Um, again, we know it's a cup final, so there's nothing is guaranteed. Um, Celtic Aberdeen. So, but what where do you think that's came from? What trophy under your belt? Like, um, was ever a guy that had a trophy under his belt? Unless you get somewhere to go with this, trophy. maybe it's you an, think he sent a picture. Maybe it's an innuendo. Could be, could be. What would the innuendo be, Louis? <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Very much, like he's like a predator. Um, and so the point is, we're going to look at Celtic versus Kilmarnock. But we're lucky enough to have uh, three chaps, three cynics who went to the the Kilmarnock game. Louis, um, before we actually start looking at the game overall, how was your fan experience of going to it? Um, Talk us through it. Talk us through it. Um, Tell us what happened. I drove. 
All right, okay. uh, which meant I, I couldn't have a pint before the game. That's all right. Um, that's not essential. Um, we had great banter. We had the, oh, Jesus. We had the, the radio on. No, game was good. Um, <laughs> we had great banter. Yeah, you're super scoreboarder. No, it was good. I've never been to... Um, I've never been down there for a football game before, and it was it was good. Stadium was was decent. I, I mean, obviously, two stands full with, with Celtic fans. It would have been great if all the stands were full. But um, yeah, I, I I always I always think it's kind of frustrating when you see, especially when you go to these away games, because there there's a lot of potential there with a team like Kilmarnock. Big big stadium. It was there was a couple of bars outside it um, that were are part of the stadium that looked great. Um, looked as if the potential was there for a good atmosphere. And it's just a shame that they can't quite get people to turn out. But my first game in, a, in quite a long time um, due to not having a season ticket anymore. So it was great to great to be there. Uh, Kieran, what, what did you think of it? Did you enjoy the overall experience in terms of like? Do you think it was bang for your buck? How much was the tickets? Uh, £26 So from a, from a, from t- for £26 Which in my opinion For a one-off event It's quite a lot of money um, But how, how did you experience it? Do you think you got value? Um, well, if you look at the, the Kind of football on the pitch well, Which obviously we'll get to <clears throat> I wouldn't quite say so I don't think it was a, the, the greatest of games I've played um, But It was a great uh, Great seats uh, Up towards the back Of one of the stands Um both both stands were packed as well, so you kind of got a good kind of atmosphere coming from the fans. Um, like Louis said, I mean the whole like the whole setup they have, they do have two or three bars around, which is something Celtic Park doesn't actually have. Um, well, we'll back to the Tumtails actually right next to it. Um, I love the way he makes a point, and he can put the sweet as well, which is quite good. He does it a lot. It's um, great. But yeah, I mean, I, I actually thought the fact of with Celtic coming to town, it might pull a bit more Kilmarnock fans out, but. It seems as if there's hardly any fans at all because the main stand pretty empty, and in the stand obviously the camera was on. You won't get to see it, but that was—I mean, you'd be lucky if that was what about an eighth full. That was really, really low. I mean, I'm, I think there was what did they say seventh? How, how was the attendance? Cel- Celtic fans apparently brought about eight thousand fans yeah. to it, which. Talk about travel and support. That's absolutely. But I mean, that, I mean, that's quite impressive. The size of the stadium that come out have. I mean, if the two stands is eight thousand, and you've still got another two there, so then they must be looking towards sixteen thousand seat stadium. Which yeah, I mean, just from obviously from an outsider looking in from the Kilmarnock perspective, uh, I think a lot of that is to do with how the club's been run. I don't think the fans are particularly fond of uh, Michael Johnson and uh, how he's ran the club. Uh, I think the price is always probably going to be a big, yeah, a big and factor as well for, for sport teams. Yeah, I mean, if you, are you going to pay that much money to go and see a, a plastic pitch, which completely hinders the, ma- the, the actual game? Um, even with the best players in the world, it's still you have to completely change how you, you know how you're you're thinking about that's passes. Cold, and cold Friday night and the games on TV, so that's another factor that's going to. But yeah. are people not really up for Friday night football. Like, I, you, I you're, you're a big, you're, in all seriousness, you're quite a big proponent of it. Friday night football yeah you've mentioned it a few times about how you think it's a good thing oh, yeah, it's, it's something different it's a Friday night and Kilmarnock is, as, as Louis said there's, there's huge potential down there for a really good fan base and I mean it wasn't that long ago they had decent attendances but I think there is major issues down there with Johnson and I know he's people are trying to buy him out but he's saying something about you know the bank don't want me to go which sounds like absolute garbage Yeah. Um, but if there's a regime change down there they might get Make some of the fans back because there's certainly a 
I mean, they're a big club in a big area, but um, Friday night football, finish your work, straight out to the game, a few beers unless you're driving like Louis, but um, it's got all the makings of a really something decent and something different. Yeah, um, Keith, you made uh, developed a small sort of video video diary, as it were. Um, that's been quite popular as well, which is which is great. How did you how did you find the experience of it? Yeah, it was Christian had mentioned it. Um, he'd seen the Anfield rap do it. We like to credit our sources whenever we do. Thanks on the, the <laughs> podcast here. Um, I just just bumped it. It's <laughs> the Scottish way. Aye. It was um, it was just to try and get a wee flavour of the atmosphere for those that couldn't quite make it to the game. Um, a few wee tweaks if we're going to do it again. Hopefully maybe do something for the game on Wednesday night against Barcelona. But it was just to try and get across what the atmosphere was actually like for going to an away game. The travelling down, the coming back up. But... Yeah, I mean, uh, if there's one small criticism I would say, and something to look out for in the future, it's not an awful way, it? No, no, it's do it better. Very true. Just do it better than you did before. Okay, I'll take that on board. Right, that's the only <coughs> criticism. The only criticism I will say is do it 100 percent better than you have <laughs> done on Friday. Right. Okay. Am I getting that in writing as well? <laughs> is this a? Just take your check, all right. <laughs> Constructing uh, constructive criticism. Uh, constructive. Right, destructive. Um, so go. Celtic won uh, one 0 and uh, oh, who scored the goal? Mm, was it Captain Handsome? It was. It was Captain 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 Hair Handsome Tip uh, mm. Guy. There was a picture on Twitter yesterday of Lustig getting lipstick put on. But I know that's a totally different thing. That's a podcast I'm doing on my own. Which <laughs> yeah. is literally going to be me sitting in a room. Sort myself out, uh, Louis. Uh, what did you think of the team performance <laughs> overall? Uh, who stood out for you? Um, because obviously Lust- uh, Armstrong scored that goal. Um, Lustig with a shot off the post, and then there's some other stuff. Uh, but who stood out for you? Um, it's going to be very hard push to find anybody. To be honest, I'd, it wasn't. A, I didn't think it was a very good performance. Um, it was. It was frustrating because. Kilmarnock frustrated us and fair play to them I, th- I thought they they done their best to give us a right good game and restrict us we couldn't really get into much of a much of a flow we, we started alright and I think we we all said that the game you know like uh, Paddy Roberts seemed to be finding some good space um, kind of just in front of the in front of the box Um Scott Sinclair didn't really do much, although he, he maybe started quite brightly. He kind of faded, and, and it was kind of that seemed to be a pattern with pretty much everybody. I mean, James Forrest was hugging the touchline, desperate for the ball to be played into space, and it, and it didn't really happen very often. I think at the at the time looking at it, I, I felt we needed someone to really dictate things. Um, from, St- the, from the middle G- of the park Steven Gerrard for example or? I, I, I wouldn't go there but, um, we'll get to that yeah we'll get to that overall not the greatest of performances but I, I, I think you need to give credit to Kilmarnock because I thought they, they really did, did give us a good game yeah I, I completely agree with you I, I think Kilmarnock were, were, were very good um, they pressed us quite high up the pitch. It's funny because you know we talked about how the Manchester City game when we played them we gave people a blueprint to beat Manchester City. We've also given people a, bru- a blueprint to beat us because I think I think you mentioned the last time you were on the podcast about um, the Dundee game and about how Dundee pressed us to really pressed us really high up the pitch and we ended up only winning that by by the odd goal. This is another example of a team really. Um, Playing really well in terms of uh, knowing their role and knowing their position because a lot of those guys, 
<clears throat> would have been there for the international break and Lee Clark would have drilled them for exactly what, what they want to do. Um, I was impressed with Kilmarnock. I mean, Kieran, what about yourself? Did, did the Kilmarnock do anything well, for you? At first, <clears throat> I thought the first 10 minutes we were all over them. I don't think they barely get out, out of their box. Um, and with that start, I kind of thought, this is looking good. Because when I seen, obviously, the lineup, um, at first I wasn't too sure how McGregor was going to sort, fit in, but the way it looked, and I thought it was, I thought it looked a lot more exciting, was obviously your back three, your Armstrong and Brown with kind of two in there. Armstrong obviously basically box to box. But then it would be McGregor on the left, Forrest on the right, and it was like almost like uh, Roberts and Sinclair playing just behind them barely. Yeah. So I thought, offensively, that looks really good. That's Sinclair and Roberts literally got two free rolls just to create. And you could see within the first half hour, first half hour Roberts kind of, he would keep close to Forrest, and the Kilmarnock left back and the Kilmarnock's left centre half, the two of them at times just didn't have a clue what to do because Roberts was peeling off and neither of them knew which one to go for. For instance, the left back didn't know, didn't know where to go from, but then he would leave Forrest. Yeah. Um, so they, 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 for the first half hour, got a bit tied up a little bit. We didn't expose that enough. Um, there was, I mean, a plenty of times you could see Roberts like in acres in space. People just weren't, weren't picking him out for a pass. He was you know, having that chance where he could just float about a little bit. Um, but and to that, credit, credit to Roberts, that's him finding space as uh, much as it's not people picking uh, up. Find him. But then I think after twenty minutes, Kamark kind of caught on and they kind of then organised themselves. And then I feel that I, you don't want to shit on him because he's his first game back. But Beata, <laughs> I think they, for me at times it looked like they pinpointed that he was the weaker part of the defence. And then Armstrong and Brown for me throughout the game didn't have a great game. I know Armstrong scored a goal and he kind of got forward. But he was Kamarok, terrible. Kamarok, what? He was terrible. And your eyes, yours. But Kamarok seemed to pressure Brown and Armstrong because the amount of times he lost that ball, they lost possession in that, that kind of deeper area. And then all of a sudden, the, 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 the Kamarok players one on one with Boyata and they're fancying their chances. So I, I think they kind of, as the game wore on, Lee Clark must have clocked that and thought if we pressure those two and they're losing possession, then Bayata's the weaker of the back three, who's he's right in the centre. So there was a lot more going out of that because Bayata kept losing the ball as well. Yeah. His, his balls out of the his defense passing was, was pretty rotten. There was a situation where, and it was in the, uh, I think the, the second half, no, the first half. So you had obviously Lustig and uh, Sviachenko kind of going wide, and Bayata was coming out with the ball. Um, obviously there was the chance where they, he passes it to Brown, but it's a terrible ball yeah. gets cut out. Yeah. But there was a couple of times where he gives the ball to Lustig, right? Lustig looks forward, there's nothing on, so he gives it back to Boyata, so so that Boyata can spread it out somewhere else, and then he gives it back to Lustig, and Lustig, you can see him literally going, what the fuck are you doing? I'm, I don't, I'm not in space, you've just given me the ball back, and now I'm being closed down even quicker. Brian, why was Boyata, Boyata? <laughs> I don't know what was. Why was Boyata, Boyata playing? And is that, I, t- I'm, I, <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about now. Uh, uh, Belgian internationalist. Yeah. Uh, That's worrying, isn't it? Like, no, but what, and you know, and a lot of people um, are kind of wanting O'Connell. Now, I'm not <laughs> O'Connell's biggest fan, but frankly, I would have preferred O'Connell over well, Bayata. Turi was on the bench. Turi's still injured, they said, ah, so he didn't, want to, didn't, didn't want to pitch him in. Um, Clearly, Yozo's getting prepared for two Wednesday. We need to talk about Yozo. He's getting prepared for Wednesday, that's why he's obviously... Yeah. See, when I say we need to talk about it, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Don't think about right uh, <laughs> I've no idea why he was back. It was an absolute shock, and I'm expecting F.A. Ambrose to start against Barcelona now. <laughs> um, it's mental. The only thing is, is maybe try to get him fit to punt him in January. No idea why he's in that team. Uh, because I was talking to um, a few people beforehand, before the game started, and a few people said to me, oh, this is the perfect game for him. 
and I thought to myself, for a guy who's not played since April, a stadium where we have in the past struggled, um, on a Friday night when it's cold, this is the opposite of a good game for him. Hamilton Aki's at home on a Saturday at three o'clock is the perfect game for him. Not this game. Uh, what does that say? Real Lustig. I'm surprised he was put in because his Why's leg. Why's your hair so curly? Nah, so there's something going on with his hair. Just never mind. No, just. He <laughs> 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 looks more boy band now that he's taking yeah. the hat off. Yeah. Um, quite cool. Because obviously Lustig's legs in the plastic pitch, he's had problems with that before, so I thought I thought he might have he may not have played uh, and have been like touring by Atta. Uh, yeah, I know, I, you, you kind of raised that beforehand, and um, but he came through it, he came through yeah. it with, without a problem. I think, you know, people, Lustig took a really bad one um, against Inverness, um, but he came, he's came through that and it just shows that maybe he's not as... Uh, Fragile. Fragile, excellent word, good work. Um, fragile as, as, as we think. Um, Keith, uh, Louis was quick to point out, for whatever reason, that Stuart Armstrong, in his opinion, had a poor game. I don't know what he's talking about, if I'm honest with you. Um, but it wasn't a vintage Armstrong performance. It wasn't a vintage Brown performance. Nope. But they were fantastic compared to Callum McGregor, who, in my opinion, disappeared. Was he even playing? Is Callum McGregor just... He was playing of, out of position. He did all right. right. Position he's, he's never played in before. He's rubbish. <laughs> he's rubbish. He did all right. Um, I'm only joking. Out the back four... Bad. Out the back four, I don't think Callum McGregor was the, the, the problem. Like we say, Boyata's not the best. So that left Sviatchenko to be the, the ball-playing uh, centre-half. Louis had mentioned that uh, James Forrest was hugging the touchline. And we'd noticed during the game that we don't have anyone to be at the back that's able to spread the passes, to switch it quickly. Because Kilmarnock had those two tight banks of four going across and they were closing down the space whenever they finally got into their game. Which stopped... Sinclair and Roberts getting on the ball in effective areas. Luckily, we managed to break them down going through the middle with a uh, was it Dembele laid off yeah. Roberts, um, uh, not Roberts uh, Armstrong with a, a great run and a great finish. But if we had someone in that deep line midfield role or even the centre half that could spread the ball a lot quicker, that would have been much better. The only other thing I would say is I think the pitch did play a, a major yeah, part. I, I it think was that cold. Well. It was icy underfoot when we were leaving, so you could see the players sliding and struggling to stay on their feet uh, throughout the game. It made it a wee bit more competitive for Kilmarnock uh, to be able to come into the game a wee bit more. Yeah, I agree. I mean, th- this is a game that you just look at and you're like, it's out the way. We've won. It's a bulky ground anyway. I wouldn't really criticise anybody. I know I'm joking about McGregor. I wouldn't really criticise anyone's particular performance. Um, I thought Sinclair got into good positions at times, but I thought he was very his decision making was poor. Um, but again, with this sort of match, these are the as you know cliched as this is. These are the that's the mark of champions to not play particularly well and still get the three points. Six hundred and eighty-eight minutes Celtic have gone without losing a domestic goal. Since Koulibaly's wonder strike at Parkhead, ironically enough, Kamarnock, um, and they they left him on the bench. Which so was is that since De Vries has been dropped because he was in goal against. Yeah, that yeah exactly. Um, so Gordon pretty much hasn't conceded a domestic goal since he's been brought back. And in. yeah, that's still with a fair bit of chopping changing at the back because Yours was obviously only been playing. Well, mind you, most of the midweek games haven't been domestic, um, but he's obviously only been playing once a week. <clears throat> and Touri's kind of been in and out, and Yours has been there, so there's still been a wee bit of messing about with the actual partnership at the back but still being able to actually work with us we had that problem last year where 
the back two centre halves were changing too much and we weren't getting enough fucking sheets. Yeah. Uh, Roger came on, your boy, your hero, um, the one and only. Um, great, great on the half turn. Um, came on the 66th minute. Um, didn't really have a lot. It was a game where there's nothing's really going to happen. Is there anything else about the game that impressed you, Lee, or had cause for concern, especially coming into the game on Wednesday? Nothing that would cause me massive concern. I, I don't think. I mean, you could put it. There was some poor performances, and I and I didn't like the way that Kilmarnock seemed to, especially second half. They seemed to be able to just, if they went direct and went straight through the middle, they were getting joy. Yeah, um, and that worried me because a number of times as well. A number of times, and you've got Armstrong, you get Brown. Fair enough, you've got Boyata behind them, but no one really controlled the game, no one really gave their best, but then as you say, that is, I suppose, the mark of champions, because you're not going to play your best every week, so to do that, still get the win, brilliant, but um, Kilmarnock have maybe shown the others what to do now, And, and maybe this changes something, because we've not really seen a team frustrate us the way we were frustrated I think in large parts of that game so it'll be interesting it shows you Zoni, as well that Lee Clark's taken on board what happened at Parkhead yeah because it was 5-1 wasn't it yeah 6-1 sorry we destroyed him so he's actually he's <coughs> a lot of players should go to him because he's kind of done his homework at what happened in Parkhead and went oh, this is the way I want to change it however we did play the it was a 3-5-2 well 3-2-4-1 in essence a little bit so it was a different formation to what he'd have played at Parkhead yeah, um, which is the one thing <clears throat> that was a slight downfall for me for Wednesday because I feel that maybe for Wednesday we should be playing the team and the formation that we're going to play on Wednesday to give them a kind of get used to the formation that we play. But however, they'll not. Will not, not be drilled into them already? Though? They'll be drilled into them, but actually in a competitive game. But however, the way you play against Kamara is not the way we play Barcelona. Kamara won't play this against us to be Barcelona, so we can't. You can't really practice yourself to play against opposition until you actually play Barcelona yeah because it's just going to be that constant kind of um, not well, almost chasing the ball um, trying to press and get the ball back as much as we can um, which domestically we're never going to get that so we can't really prepare ourselves for Barcelona but maybe just the formation so that they kind of know the positioning um, I thought might have been a bit a better one yeah I mean it's, it's tough because he's, uh, there are certain players who you know like you know will Turi start on, on we'll, we'll get to Wednesday um, but uh, Brendan Rogers said um, after the match I thought first half we played very well our patience and quality on a difficult surface was good created some chances it took a bit of time until we got the goal and it was a great f- uh, finish from Stuart I agree um, at 1-0 you have to ensure you're defensively strong and we were we gave away a couple of needless free kicks and need to manage that side a bit better but in the main it was a great victory for us on the back of an international break on AstroTurf and what is a difficult place. And I think that really should be highlighted, the fact that um, there was a lot of things going against us. Bogey ground, AstroTurf, slidey, as, as Keith was saying. I mean, you guys were there. Slidey? Slippy? No, slidey's a great word. Is slidey a word? Have I made a word up? I would hope pure slidey. Brendan Rogers said that in his pre-match speech to the pure. slidey out there. We slip and slide as we fall in love, don't we? <clears throat> this guy knows it. He gets yeah. it. Very emo these days, Louis. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with it. In fact, I'm going to come sitting there brooding. What? what? Girls allowed though. What? I, I just meant the look. Oh, look. Me? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, 
Come on, you could be in a you death need. camp for cutie video and you know it. Um, so at, I'm going. I'm coming to you, Louis, at the Colonial Podcast. Um, asks, seeing as how I was right about Blonde Cafu's comeback under Brendan Rodgers, Stuart Armstrong. Um, can GMS get the Brendan Rodgers effect? Also, is Boyata still pish? That's for you. Uh, Boyata still pish and. GMS, uh, GMS, I think is a bit of a funny one. I, I think there is, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, and, and that that may be the case. But I think a lot of the time, Celtic put out things deliberately. Like, see, in terms of photographs of training and all that, there's players that you don't see quite so much, and they're maybe the ones that are in the background and really don't have much opportunities coming up. GMS, I seem to have been seeing his face quite a lot recently. Um, he's posting I, I, pictures from windows and stuff like that. I, that's because he's doing quite a lot of things for the club, like yeah. book signings. Was that a charity event on Saturday night? Uh, my dad were up. But I, I, I just think he. He deserves a chance. I think Boyata deserved a chance. I, I think it's only fair that Brendan Rodgers, you know, I think it's very difficult to say to a squad, some of you are going to get the chance to prove to me on the pitch and some of you aren't. I, I don't I don't know if that's necessarily fair. I mean, someone like GMS who's still young and has potentially a lot to give. Did you remember how he started last season? He started last season, he was fantastic for the first two months. He's one of the best players, one of the only players who was really doing something. He's got the potential to be a good player. He's got a potential to add something. I don't think he's going to get a chance, though. I think Rodgers has made his mind up well, on should that. Should he get a chance? He should. No, he should. What? I agree. I agree. What do you, say? What do you think he brings, though? Because I don't think he's all that pacey. Did anyone, did anyone ask you? You should calm can yourself you, can down. You sit, can you sit in your you car? really need to lose that. You bring proper wing play. Yeah, he's an actual proper wing well. play. That sounds like a dirty thing on a website. <laughs> Likes wing well. play. Slidey <laughs> wing play. Probably one, you, probably one that you've been to. Um, um, no, he's one of the ones like James Foss doing on Friday. A proper winger who hugs the tight, the, the byline and wants to kind of get at the fullback um, and get to the byline, which we don't have very often. But Sinclair likes to kind of tuck in and either pass it or take the shot. Forrest a lot is doing that now, but then... And I mean, we've got Dembele, who's <coughs> we've seen now he's a very strong boy, and he's very he's, he's quite tall, so we can get like, crosses in the ball more often now. And we did, we couldn't really do it with Griffiths because he's obviously a lot shorter. Um, but you could see that mo- happening more often. And uh, from what I remember as well, my, uh, GMS was very skillful, which something Foz is not. Foz is more of a direct player going past yeah. players, whereas M- Mackay Stephen can use skill the way like Roberts does when when taking players on. Yeah, maybe not to the same level as Roberts, but. I, I like think he's, uh, young, but he's a very confidence player. I think that's a problem. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, Brian McManus. Uh, thoughts on GMS? Is he at the door? I would hope not. Um, like you say, he had a, a great spell with, and then sort of fell away, and then I think he ended up a bit of a scapegoat for quite a lot of last season. Yeah, I agree. Um, actually, and yeah, I, I, I don't think he's he's done anything that doesn't merit another chance. And certainly, if you're seeing players like Bayata coming back into the fold. Um, I'm assuming he's fit. There's there's no other injury concerns. So, yeah, I give him a run. It. And I know I, I joked earlier, Keith. But what would be, what would be yourself? Would you would would they be given an opportunity? Or I don't know if they will because at the I agree. I don't AGM at the AGM last week, Rogers was saying that they still need to to trim the squad further, but then add quality to it. So if you think at the, the squad that we've got just now, the first team we've got just now, a few of them will be squad players. If we can get a bit of better quality, he yeah. wanted to get pace into the 
the forward, the attack. That's why he brought in Sinclair. And he's got Forrest on the other side and Dembele as well. So I don't really see GMS getting a chance. Um, that might not be a bad thing. He's a good Scottish player. I'm sure he'll have a, a good career if he wants to go somewhere else. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. We're not we're, we're all about people who are going to come in and improve the squad, but we're not a charity. No. Oh, no, we are, aren't we? Shit. So foundations of the club, yeah, Christopher. Shit. Um, how did you find the AGM? You were at the AGM, was it? Um, how did you find it? Signposted and all that. That was uh, <laughs> kind of dull sweet. Yeah. It was. Um, oh, it was good natured. There was there was no animosity with anybody. It was all everything was. It's good times just now. So there wasn't any tricky questions for the board or anything like that. Even the Celtic. Uh, what's the fans? The one that always ask about the living wage. Blank faces here. You're there, for your help. You're there, man. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Anyway, the Celtics fan forum or um, whatever it was, that's something that they're going to introduce where they're going to have closer ties with the, the club, the board and representatives of the fans. So everything's quite rosy just now. Um, it was really, really good nature. So looking forward to Hopefully January, because it, it looks as if Rogers is wanting to um, spend some money and, and get some fresh players in, so that they are ready for the most important games of the season, as he says, the the qualifiers for next year's Champions League. Yeah, I think I also picked up something that he actually said about how there are basically within the squad, if if guys haven't been given a chance now, they're not going to get a chance. So along those lines, not necessarily like that black and white, but that's what was coming across. So, from a GMS perspective, I can't see him getting a go. Um, we've got another st- question from Stephen Hughes, at Stephen Hughes. Evening, gents. Always a classy act. Um, I'm working in Denmark just now, and the locals often ask how big Eric is doing. I say great. What do you say? Come to you, Brian. Not had your thoughts and opinions on big Eric. Triachenko. Uh He's amazing. and I've watched... Uh, he, he was on something. There was something at Celtic Park earlier in the week. Um, and he was on Sky Sports talking about it, um, and you just get the feeling he, he totally buys in to what the club are doing. I think his sister is working with Celtic now as well. She's a is it at the She's foundation? An artist or? that was, I think it was the pictures yeah. in the background. She's doing some work with the, the foundation, and um, I, I think he's he's really developing as as a player at Celtic. But just in terms of his his whole buy in in the club, he's absolutely loving it. So I think he's a. He's a great role model for young people as well. I love him. Uh, he dresses very well. Uh, I see, I don't need... Mm, yeah. I mean, mate, you're dressed in a... I don't even know what the fuck that is. I will is because you ripped me for them the last time. That's the only reason I wore them. I don't even know what that is. Joggy bottoms. That's what they are. Can you not speak like that? <laughs> um, Kieran, it's uh, for Yeah, I think he's, he is starting to develop. You can see it in his game now. I think he's starting to develop more. He's becoming more of a... <clears throat> Defensively, as a defender, I think he's very solid. I think he he wins a lot of his tackles. I think he's good in the air. He wins a lot of his headers. Um, I know you used to always go on about his old positioning, um, but I, I think he's kind of improving that now. Um, and I think he kind of knows where to be. And I think the partnership with Yozo is starting to help a little bit. Um, and and if, if the two of them forge a great partnership, then that's going to, it's going to do well. I mean, and it's shown just now. I mean, that's the thing as well. See. Out of all the clean sheets we've had over the last, well, however many many games that that worked out to, I'm pretty sure he's one. He's one that's been playing every game. Yeah. His partnership has been changing, so it's shown that he's actually he's really getting into the game now and he's really understanding what's required of him. 
Um, and like I said, he's the, the developing, and I think being a relatively young guy, he's just going to get better and better throughout the season, and then coming into the next season, and if we've got two cent, two decent defenders that are working together with as well, that we're maybe going to go back to the times of when we had the uh, Van Dyke and Denia when they forged a really really strong partnership. Louis Sviashenko, thoughts, opinions, views. Love the big man. Um, I think he's he's still got. He's still got room to improve, but I think he seems like the type of guy who is very professional and very much wants to learn. And you can see by the, the way he's kind of getting involved in things off the pitch, that's I think that tells you a lot about his, his kind of character and, and the way he goes about his business. I think it's good. I think he's here. I think he's here for for the long haul. I, I don't think he's here as a, as maybe a stepping stone as, as some might be. I think we talked about. Um, I completely agree with that. I, I you know I I've been critical of Eric, but I think he's really starting to make. Um, uh, consistently good performances. Um, he's only twenty five. Um, he's six foot one. He's a centre back for Glasgow Celtic. <laughs> I'm just reading his, his page. Um, but no, is he, is he a regular star for Denmark? Um, he's in and out of the squads. I was actually messaging uh, the Danish. A couple of Danish Danish news, um, and he was saying that he's in and out. But there are players, centre backs, who are playing more. In the Champions League more consistently with, I can't remember the clubs that he mentioned, but... Vestergaard that was playing with Borussia Mönchengladbach, and is it Haier? Uh, is he at Galatasaray now? Ah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's got he's got competition, um, but I don't, he's not been just completely ditched. He's in and out of the, the kind of squad. So, um, I agree with Louis when Louis says about him being here for the long haul. We Last year, we called for Celtic to sign a guy. This is before um, Sviachenko signed... We call for Celtic to sign a guy who will be there. Doesn't necessarily have to be the best centre half, but a solid, consistent centre half, which Eric's definitely developing into, who's going to be there for five to six years. And I think that's what I think we found it. But then, if he develops and he performs in a, a great big defender, we might not be able to hold on to him. I know that he says he's buying into the whole future, but see, in the day, see the club receive something like six million pounds from. Him. We're going to turn around and say, well, we're going well, to take that, so... That's the nature of football, though, because if <coughs> Manchester United do the same way a player, he'll go to Barcelona. And if Crystal Palace do the same way a player, that's the nature of the ah, game. I mean, there's there's no one can guarantee that someone's going to stay. It's the position we are in as a, as a club now. We really can't bank on having players. I mean, we've had, Scott, we have Scott Brown, we've had Scott Brown for, what is it, how many years have we won? Six, seven years now? Brown, so I mean that I think that's probably the last one we'll have. Well, um, but that that's that's well, mod- that's modern football. Uh, Kieran Tierney yeah. will be there till I mean, he dies. I mean, frankly, how many times have um, Arsenal brought a player and developed them over two or three years, and then he's you know been taken away to Barcelona or Manchester United or or whatever or Chelsea? It happens, and we just have to realise that Sviachenko, I think, is in a great bracket for us in that I think he's really great and he's consistent, but he's not. Van Dyke, he's not that top top level. But that's the thing as well. You always get the and feeling I, Van Dyke wanted away. Yeah, but I think I think Sviachenko's good enough to be a really great Celtic player, but not necessarily good enough to take the massive step up, but which is, is perfect. It, but then is usually no? yeah, is usually going to be classed as a kind of Van Dyke type centre half. Well, if he ever fucking plays, get more than three <laughs> games in a row, we'll be able to see. And that brings us nicely on to the Barcelona game. Uh, we play Barcelona How? on because we're going to talk about. T- does it not? No, no. <laughs> I was not well, that you're well, quite good at the segue. <laughs> I, you know, uh, my, seg- my segue is shite. Yeah, that was um, bad. 
So we're just looking towards because we've got a couple of the question we've got about uh, Sviachenko is uh, sorry. Um, it's just basically about any thoughts on the nature of Simunovic's um, injury. It's a concern he can't play more than one once a week. Will that ever change? Now, Louis, we would assume maybe the reason that Jozo didn't play against Komarik is because of the pitch. Is that a fair assumption, you think, maybe? That because his knee still maybe not is 100% that he didn't play against Komarik because of the pitch? Or are we assuming that not only can he not play two games a week, he can't play two games in two weeks? I don't know. Um, what? I don't know. That, um, I'm off the gate. I'm off the so anyway, Barcelona. <laughs> no, I just, because because in all seriousness, you would be looking at... Well, I would personally be looking at Jozo and Eric to start against Barcelona. Which would that would, would that be your centre-back pairing? And it doesn't worry you that you can't play two games a week? Um... Yes, I suppose it would worry me. I understand why they're doing it. I understand why they've been very cautious with him. But for me, it'd be more. You'd I I I would think that you would be shielding him from maybe the most intense games, and I would say Komarnik away was never going to be the most intense of uh, intense game that he was going to feature in, and Barcelona is. Now, fair enough, you want your best defenders in the most intense games, but if, if he is going to have a lot of work to do on, on Wednesday, is that the best thing for him either? I don't know. We had Cole Toure, he seemed happy enough to play every game, and then they went down to the big ones, and now he's not playing at all. Yeah. So that worries me. You know, It, it seemed to be that the two of them were switching, and now... We've brought Boyata in because neither of them can... Both of them have to be managed to a certain extent. I mean, obviously, Colo, I think, has still, is still injured, so he, he can't play. Working through that, yeah. But Yozo, I don't know. I, I, part of me would have said maybe play him against Kilmarnock because it's the league and it's your bread and butter. And then when it comes... I mean, I wouldn't want Boyata playing the Barca game, but then wait and see how he is and you can make, maybe make a decision, put him in... I don't know. Then you've got O'Connell, who apparently Rogers seemed very high on. High on, and then that seems to be that the, there's been a loan deal agreed with Comarc for well, O'Connell. Well, that was he, the anyway. he said that he, um, he said on on Twitter that that was news to him. Right. Okay. So, but I think they're looking to put him out on loan. But whether that actually happens, I don't know. But um, would the idea of Bayata starting against Barcelona scare you? <laughs> Give me the absolute fear. Yes, yeah. you might as well just put Effie in. Um, At least Effie's get pace. That's an excellent point. Uh, what, what same sort of question to you guys? What I, was, you I mean, I was just going to say, I, I I do believe that it is at the moment they're managing Yozo back by playing him once a week. So this week, the one game that he's playing is going to be the Barcelona game, which for me is the right choice because you've seen I've, we've seen how he's been performing. So he's going to miss the cup final. Might do. <laughs> yeah, no, you no. might do. No, I'm, just, I'm just asking you. Might like, do because at that, that point, Tory might then be fit. As Louis says, though, they're protecting him. I think that I think he's made a good point. I but, think they're protecting him from high octane, high impact games, and I think Barcelona is going to be a, a harder, faster game than Aberdeen will. 
So would it not make more sense to shield them from the Barcelona game? But, you meant, but then, well, we'll get pumped then. We need, we need solid defenders. Do you want to play Bayata on, on Wednesday? Why Bayata? are you we'll shouting at me? <laughs> we'll lose about seven or eight with Bayata. I'm just asking you. You might, you might find this is the breaking point where they, they will give them the two games. Maybe this is the tester where they're going to leave them out the Camaro game and they're going to give them the Barcelona and the Aberdeen game. So rather than give them three in, what, eight, nine days, let's just have the two with maybe four or five days apart because obviously it's it's Wednesday, then it's Sunday. Um, and maybe maybe the whole plastic pitch thing was an issue with him with his legs because they, maybe they've taken on board the way Lustig... Remember Lust- when Lustig always kept having niggles when his injuries and stuff like that? Maybe, maybe the the, med- the medi- medical team are still similar to the team that was there with Lustig and they've said, look, this is what was with Lustig. We feel, we feel this was the problem. But the previous regime maybe never listened too much. They still wanted their players, give them their better players back. Whereas they've explained to Rodgers and Rodgers, well, yeah, do you know what, I'm with you. So, well, we'll not, not nurse him, but we'll manage his, uh, his rehabilitation better. Um and that's what it was said. Obviously, it's one. It's, it's just once. A, well, when you say once a week, it's obviously the weekends he's been playing. Um, but I, no, I do think for the Barcelona game, we would need Jose and Eric um, to, to, might, to stand might, any chance. Yeah, yeah. It, might, it might even be a back three, a tight back three with, with Lustig as well. Yeah, have the three of them, and I, I, I'd be more confident with three of them than I would do having Bayat and, and even Turi. If Turi's Turi's now missed what a good few weeks now. Yeah. So if he's the still last coming game back from his injury, the, game. people can say, "Well, Turi's got all this experience. Yeah, he may have that experience, but see if he's not that well, that hundred um, percent fit, and he's got like Messi, Neymar, and Suarez running at him. He's just, just going to crumble." Swears. Yeah, uh, Brian, um, Kieran's talking about the defense overall. How are you feeling about it? Are you? Confident, or uh, it's tough to say you're confident. Any team in the world playing Barcelona, any any place, it's hard to get to feel confident. But are you feeling more confident now compared to how we were coming out of the seven nil game? Um, just with everything that's happened with the Man City game and the British München, I mean, even the British München Gladbach game at home, lessons were learned. Hopefully, yep. uh, What's your confidence level? How are you feeling? Um, it's a European game at Celtic Park, so you're never totally defeatist. Um. I don't think Barcelona are kind of great just now, um, but in saying that, it's still Barcelona. So uh, I think it'll be one of these nights that anything could happen. You know, you wouldn't write Celtic off, but being realistic, you're expecting to lose the game, but uh, you're always in with a chance. And if I think it will stem a lot from what the, the, the starting defence is, whether it's a three or a four. Um, I'd imagine it would be a four. I couldn't see him doing a three. I just couldn't. You never know. Um, I, I wouldn't. I, I think it would be a, a, a solid four, but who knows? We did. We played a four in Newcamp and get absolutely pumped. So, um, but it's at Celtic Park. It's going to be a full house. Keith's going to be doing some filming before it. Everybody will be we, all we, excited yeah, and all that. We've informed uh, Louis Enrique to make himself available. <laughs> um, Keith, you've got some info about you were. We were talking before about Barca. You got sort of team team. Yeah, news well, so looks like Andres Iniesta is still going to be out. He's out long term, and Samuel Umtiti, the yeah. centre half, is going to be out the game as well. Um, Gerard Piquet seemed to come through the Malaga game that they drew. Um, at the weekend, so there's a good chance he'll be there. That's that's only real positives. Um, Titi and Me- Messi, Messi trained today. Yeah, um, with he's Justin got a lot Bieber. going on just now with all the, the what he trained with Justin, B- Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber was Barcelona no. training today. Aye, um, Justin Bieber's killing it. 
Alright then. Jesus. <laughs> Stick to watching the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> um, Just thinking of um you're talking about Jojo there. We don't have another game. So we've got Barca on Wednesday, then it's Sunday for the Aberdeen game. But it's not until the following Saturday when we play we're away to Motherwell. So there's still a lot of time. It's like at least it's just going to be one game a week thereafter. Yeah. So that I mean that would be well, recovery. But the thing is, if you play Jozo on on Wednesday, who plays in the cup final at the weekend? Jozo will play in the cup Yozo, final. Yeah. Jozo's going to play both of them. He's going to. I don't know. I, th- I think I they are managing them. I think I, I I'd rather they they did this with Jozo and we actually get them long term. Instead of trying to rush him and like come on on a Friday night, just be a stupid game to play. Do you think? And, and I'm, I'm not being facetious here when I say this. Do you think that asking him to play two games, no matter how fucking injured he is, um, no need for this way, Wilder. Um, do you do you think that asking him to play two games five days apart is that much of an ask? Even if I mean, because if you can't, then how bad is your injury? And I know they were saying it was a, a, a broken knee, like he literally broke broke his kneecap in half, right? And he, but he has been out for a long time and he has done training at this point we're in November now when can we start counting on him to be able to play that but that's what I mean if that's the, the, the injury and the type of injury you'll no one want him to be playing on a solid plastic pitch on a Friday night no no that's um, why that's why Kilmarnock maybe would so I think he will play that, that's smart, Wednesday right? Sunday yeah um, and I I don't know if, if it was just a normal league game this weekend whether it would be you know, in contention or whether they would look to rest him, but because it's a huge game, I think he, he needs to play. And he's he was, effectively our first choice. And frankly, against Eric. against Rangers at Hamden in the semi final, he was one of the best players on the pitch. Yeah. So he fully deserves t- to play in this game. Is, is there is there any point in playing him on Wednesday? That's another good point. But I mean, why why not why not just keep him absolutely fresh for the cup final and in a game that realistically. Are we going to, I mean, you go into it like with the, with the, men, with the mentality of that we had against Man City and, and absolutely believe that we can win it, but realistically are we going to win it? It's going to be a massive, massive challenge. What if he gets injured then or what if you knacker him or what if it's another 7-0? It's more important it, that we're we... playing what ifs, but we're, yeah, it, it's, it just seems to be where do you make the decision then? That's to me. That's about managing the fixtures as much as it is managing the players. Because, as you say, what are our chances of winning again, Brian? You make a good point. It's a Champions League night at Celtic Park. Anything can happen. But what's more important, and from and that's one of the we've been asked that quite a few times. What's more important, the cup final or a random Champions League? Uh, game that we're pretty much out of the running to qualify for. Anyway. But you think I, I would rather Jozo play against Barcelona because you want to to give a good account of yourself, and I think he. I would rather as your best team. If I had to choose, I would. Okay, let, let, who, who would choose Aberdeen? Right, Aberdeen over Barcelona, Louis. Hundred percent Aberdeen or Barcelona, Kieran Aberdeen or Barcelona. Both. No, but if you had to choose one, if you had to, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling him he doesn't Both. understand the name of the game. <laughs> no, if you had to choose one. Or your cats will die. Jesus Christ! Oh, then, so, 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 if I, so, what's the alternative in Aberdeen? So, no, no. Just, so I can say Tory then. I'd be happy with Tory in Aberdeen. No. no, no, no. This is just this is just a Aberdeen. Just say Aber- huh? Barcelona and Aberdeen. Like Barcelona. Then. Okay. <laughs> Why is he so, right. no, right. so angry? I don't know. I just don't. If, right, if, you, if Jozo could only play one game, oh. you had, you were. But then Brian who's Rogers. the other person that's going to take regardless? No, no, no. Which more important to you, Aberdeen or Barca? Well, 
the treble, so Aberdeen. Right. That's all we were looking for. I know. What about you? I would rather we played against Barcelona because I think we've got more in the tank to beat Aberdeen. Kieran just rather. looked at you with absolute disgust. Well, that's I would say Aberdeen's the more important game, but you've got to try and keep some momentum going. If we get if we get absolutely humped seven 0 like you were criticising him for giving giving verbiage. What about, what we were talking before Barcelona, the podcast though, but we're trying to keep the momentum going. If yeah. we get absolutely scunnered by a 7-0 again at Parkhead <clears throat> then that is going to break some of the momentum yeah I mean um, El, El, El Maraco who's been following us for, for an age any thoughts on the nature of Simo's injury I know I asked this already but the second part of his question is um, will it ever change do you think so I mean if he's bro- <laughs> can just to close up, is, there a, is it the injury he's had that the kneecap we keep talking about when it comes yeah. to an injury or is it, does he have a fresh one that's why we no it's, it's the, right, it's so the, it's the, the one, sorry, reason he had the operation the, the, the reason operation. Left, it was a fresh one and that's why maybe I've missed Friday no it's just the actual the, the injury that well you, you mentioned yourself about Lustig um, and you know there was a fear of like obviously his his injuries to, to maybe not play with the plastic pitch that's why I think he did, that's why I think Jozo didn't play against Kilmarnock um, so with, with the Barcelona game um oh, oh, oh. From a per- perspective of how we're going to line up and how we're going to play, Kieran, this is where you get to give your two cents <laughs> about who you want to play. Um, but I'll start with uh, Keith. Um, what would your back four be? Either. Back five be? Um, nah, I try to figure out how best they line up against Barcelona. Okay, yeah, do formation first. How did we line up against Man City? That was four, two, three, one, wasn't it? Uh, pretty much, but bit on and brown. Yeah, it was quite. Yeah, but Rodgers, it was quite defensive. Was Ro- it was Rodgers tight. Played? It was Rodgers. Well, yeah. was it because Rodgers played? Rodgers played with and Sinclair he was, and yeah, so Rose. he was like the link. Yeah. So he was the number ten. I'd go four two three one. Stick with that. It seems to be working well. Just try and keep it nice and tight. Um, my back four. Would just, just your be, back five, and then we'll yeah, right. So on. Gordon left back would be Izagiri, um, Sviatchenko, Jojo, and Lustig. Luton formation and formation. You guys have it in your tap bank as well. Um, four two three one. Four two three one. Um, the goal, of course. <laughs> Golden and goals. Lustig right back. What are you gonna do? What am I gonna do? What am I going to do? You, you're, you're going Remember to Aberdeen's on the horizon. You think you take that? Aye, no. I, after everything I've just said, there's no way I can put Yozo in. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go. You, you're also considering giving Kieran Tierney a line and getting him. Jesus, <laughs> I can't wait for that boy to come back. Um, he's actually my screensaver. I don't know if you've noticed. It's the picture of Kieran Tierney and Colin McGregor. With him and that guy, this guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that? who what, he is, what, but what event was that? Belfast. Anyway. Um, so Lustig right back happy I think I've so I I mentioned that <laughs> uh, centre halves would be Eric and Dedrick <laughs> O'Connell <laughs> well, O'Connell get O'Connell in you, um, you could play Lustig centre half I was going to say put a Gamboa right back oh mm. oh you've thrown something in there mm. yes Kieran yes right let me start again Gordon and goals <laughs> Gamboa right back, Lustig and Eric centre halves, and you don't have any other choice, man. <laughs> I've got to go with Izzy. Oh god, it's awful. Izzy uh, left back, um, 
the two in the middle. No, just looking for your defence just now. Oh, right, okay. You guys, uh, Kieran, I'll start with you. Um, well, obviously, Gordon. If I'm not allowed to have Yozo on the both games, then I'll have no, to. No, 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 this is different. This is just <laughs> no, you, no, can, no. you can choose whoever you want now, sweetheart. That was a one off question. Uh, well, I, I would be I'd be Lustig, Yozo, same as Keith, Eric, and Izzy. What about you? Would you be similar? Uh, McGregor, left back. Oh, I like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lustig, Yozo, Eric, and Izzy. I yeah, I would probably be the same. Um, I think I don't necessarily think we have a choice. Well, unless he go, although I was thinking, I'm still unless he does change formation. If he goes yeah. to a back three, then it would probably be Eric Yozo and it might, it might actually be Eric Lustig and Turi. However, that would mean mm-hmm. they would they would then be man for man against their front three. Yeah, which and is terrifying. Fear. Yeah, that's terrifying. Um, and expecting the two wing backs, which would be Forrest and McGregor, if it's going by Friday. To come back more to help out, but that's yeah. only that's you assuming that Messi, Neymar, and Suarez are going to get a lot of the ball. So if we stop the ball getting to them, we'll be all right. I'm sorry, are you broken? <laughs> Do we have to turn you on and off again? Yes. Um, I I think I, I think we're all kind of in agreement that that unless there is some sort of formation change where he got, does go three at the back, um, I'll be honest with you, the idea of Izaguirre and Gamboa terrifies me like beyond a shadow of a doubt. How have we got to this point? Well, there was a, it seemed to be everything seemed to be going so smoothly there for a while. Yeah, and I feel as if now we're he struggling to put a team together. Is he's awesome? No, he's, he's played he's well against. Izzy Giri is Kieran Tierney's hero. If it wasn't for Izzy Giri, Kieran Tierney wouldn't be the player he is today. But the point is, that's, about that. yeah. But that's like saying, um, would you call it like a, a guy who's really good? Uh, his hero is a guy who's really rubbish. So that's what that's, that's like. exactly like that. That's yeah. a, I should have said that. And all seriousness, though, Izagiri and Gamboa. Um, again, I think Gamboa is more of a concern. He's not. He's not impressed at no, all. Not at all. And, and that's why it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't move Lustig. Given, did he not play f- against Borussia Mönchengladbach and Gladbach away? They both did. That was our. So yeah. and they, they, also they got in, in the side. Uh, their whole attack came down our right hand side. Yeah. Don't forget, so Gamboa played in the new camp as well. So he has had two two, two Champions League, and we've lost. Eight Ningles, but no. So I mean, if you if you were looking, in fact, at who was in goal in the new camp? Was it De Vries? It was De Vries. Sorry. Right, so we're salty. Ah, we're fine. God, 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 So we've got the the back five. We you know variation with with, with Louis and myself, um, Keith. You're going two, two, um, and it would be Brown and I'm loath to do it, but I think I'll give Bitton a start. With looking for damage limitations with Armstrong coming on later on. I, th- I thought it was quite interesting that Kieran shuddered there when you said Bitton, whereas last year I felt I died uh, inside. Of him. I've ditched him. You, would you I'm, just would you just nah, punt him now? Punt would him you now. punt him in January? Yeah. Get him, get rid of him. How much yeah. thing we get for him? Fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his values go- <laughs> his values decrease badly now. Have you think about it? Badly, fuck badly. It's decreased to fuck all. Three years yeah. left in his contract. Internationalist. Dumb, Fermlin coming in. <laughs> uh, but so Keith, that's interesting. Um, we'd all have Brown, so I'm really yeah. just looking at you know who's going to partner Brown. Keith says Beton, and he he's got that sort of disgusted pain, himself pain. Look. Face uh, Brown uh, Armstrong. I'd go for it and play Stu. Kim? I'm with Armstrong, I think. Yeah, I'm with, we're at, he's, d- he's done very well. I've got a poster on Friday. my wall that says I'm with Armstrong. We'll as be well. proof of Friday. Oh, there's a, there's a grimace. There's a grimace. 
See, the, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll take the only the big issue that Armstrong still has is he gives the ball away too much. He still that's 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 what you slated Calmac for. Yeah. Callum McGregor, he got absolutely tore into him for giving the ball away in dangerous positions. Yeah, no, there, there, there's no doubt about it. The, the issue I would have is um, Callum McGregor is a is a player who plays. Callum McGregor hates the way that Stuart Armstrong yeah. doesn't. Stuart Armstrong, when Stuart, it reminds me of Samaras. When Samaras was having a bad game, Samaras would never hide. I don't think Armstrong hides either. Armstrong always wants the ball. He's always trying to play it. guy like Callum McGregor, yeah, if you go back to the, Israel, the game in Israel, should have been punted at the club for that performance. Louis? I'm got. Hmm. Very thoughtful. He's very thoughtful tonight. He's like a, he's like a college professor. Look at those glasses. I know he does it really well, doesn't it? Like it's it's, just, a, it's just a difficult one. Yeah, I, it's not who I uh, <laughs> who, who I can I can think who I think can bring the most to it. Sadly, I, I feel as if who's let, let me ask you this. But okay, before you do that, is it diamond limitation limitation on Saturday on on Wednesday? Because we'll get to predictions. But is this a case of just trying to snuff out Barcelona and trying to nick a nil-nil? Uh, no, I actually think... I, I honestly think we can give them a game. I think we can give them a game because I, I think we've learned a lot from that that Barca away game. Yeah. And I think this is the chance for them to to show how much they've improved and I think that plays into it a lot and I think after the, everything that happened last time with Barcelona at home um, or when we, when we won um, I think it's going to be a similar kind of magical atmosphere where people really really believe that we can do it and if we take the game to them like we did Man City there's a certain part of me thinks why not why couldn't we pull it off but at the same time I worry about Yozo, I worry about Beaton, I worry about Armstrong. Rodgers as well, wouldn't I worry about? Yeah. See, I would I, never worry about him. But, because uh, that, me choosing Armstrong is me wanting to put in Rodgers. However, we've seen, especially when it comes to Champions League games, he can't last long. Yeah. That's, he, that's the fear he, that I'm putting put him in. He's definitely a substitution. He's yeah. definitely going to be a sub. But he's got to be a starting one. He can't be, he's it showed on Wednesday and Friday there. He's not quite an impact sub. Yeah, I agree, I agree. He agree has to start that. games. Th- However, if he starts, we can sometimes only get half an hour to 40 minutes out of him yeah. and he gets lost for the last 20 and it's become, it's, it's not a waste of a sub, but it's quite an early sub. But then to be fair, if he can come on and give us something for half an hour, 40 minutes, that might help keep the game either low down or even dare say it, bit ahead, yeah. then you can do that and then bring somebody else on. Yeah, I mean, when we watched the, if you look back, I watched the Man City game, I've watched that game actually quite a lot. Um, Rogic, for his qualities, for the first 30 minutes, was inspirational. I'm genuinely inspirational. The way he... The way he holds the ball. But He's not, so strong nowadays. As, as Louis pointed out months ago, him on the half turn, he was getting away from uh, Fernandinho and stuff with ease at times. What the issue was when it came to about the forty, I think the 40th minute, he gives the ball away, and he gives the ball away twice within the space of about two or three minutes, through sheer being knackered, literally being. I know that didn't make sense <laughs> from sheer being knackered, um, but he, from just sheer lack of energy, he literally just kind of fall fell over the ball and gave the ball away twice within about the space of a minute. Then he kind of, I think he was substituted in the fifty. Right, fourth so minute after, after half time so he had you know can you get back in so but 
Louis, doesn't you, you're not escaping the question that easy? Who's your Who's your partner with Brown? Um, my my partner with Brown would be Armstrong, just because I feel like his energy. Not not even so much his energy. I just feel as if we if we keep chopping and changing, we've got we've got a bunch of guys who are none of them are the all round player. They all have good points, but none of them are what we need. And I think he, Armstrong is probably the one who's going to give you the most. And I think he's been playing recently. And I think to a certain extent, you've just got to keep him in there, keep him playing, and the hope that he either comes good or you replace him in January. But I think throwing Beaton back in there after from coming out of the cold, not a smart idea. I don't think McGregor would be that suited to it because it's he's not going to be able to get up the pitch as much. Um, so I, I don't really see many other options than Armstrong. Well, it gives the energy because that's a, that's a, what we're going to have. We want to have a lot of high pressure, high pressure intensity, like the City game. It's going to be hard to sustain that for ninety minutes, but we'll try and do it for as long as we can. We did do it for a fair bit with the City. The City I, game, I think Armstrong does that better than Bitton. Bitton then slows the play down too much, I and mean, when you slow the play, the play down too much, players then get caught with the ball too much, and then we get pressed too yeah. high, and then we start to panic. Yeah. The minute, minute our players are, pre- are pressed quite quickly, they just cannot get rid of the ball quick enough. Yeah. And a bit on will bring that into the game. I yeah, good points. Um, I think what rewatching the Man City game, you can see that you're right. We do play a high intensity pressing game up until about the seventieth minute. But the seventieth, seventy fifth minute, then we really, really start to tire. And from about the seventy fifth minute on, Man City have quite a few chances. And it was that's what? probably going to happen. Tomorrow. It was also lacked in the guard back game. Yeah, that intensity and the pressure, high pressure, and it looked what happened. So we have to kind of go with it. We're going to, they're going to go knacker themselves. But um, Brian, this is where kind of an interesting uh, decision is made. The three across, uh, you've got plenty to choose from. You've got Forrest, you've got Roberts, you've got uh, Sinclair, um, you've got Rogic. Who's your three sitting there, and why as well? What and why? Why are right. you picking them? Um, I would Sinclair is is a definite. Um, probably start Forest. It's maybe a time to think about Chris Commons making a comeback. <laughs> coming out of the cold. <laughs> Just like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly why. Yeah. Um, uh, do you know I might even stick Sinclair through them? I don't start Forest and Roberts. With Dumbelly up top. So for I didn't ask for Dumbelly, thanks very much. Um, right, well, so sorry. Forrest, Roberts and Sinclair. Yes. So that's interesting. That's why I'm here, Christopher. So why would you play you know, for it Roberts has impressed in Champions League nights, so there's absolutely no doubt that about that. Um specifically against Bruce Munchen Gladback when he came on as a sub. Well, that that's that's where you're. So I mean, when he started games, he's may, maybe not. He's found it tough, and we need to remember about Roberts. He's nineteen. He's not had a hell of a lot of experience. He's not had a lot of experience at this level in terms of the Champions League. Forrest has, and Forrest is not. You know, he's, his form's going up and down a little bit. He's still playing a decent, decent. I actually thought he's one of Scotland's best players at Wembley, but um, but there we go. Um, so yep. he is playing in coming out for the big games. So you would go Forrest, Roberts and Sinclair? Yes. Okay, interesting. Um, Keith? I'd have Forrest on the right. Um, there's, a, there's a fucking surprise. Tim Rogic through the middle and Sinclair on the left. 
I like Roberts, but I think for games like this, we're going to be looking to, if we're going to get up the park, it'll be in the counter. Yeah. And Roberts needs the ball into feet. He likes to slow it down and then go past a couple of players. Barcelona players train with that daily, so they'll know how to deal with him. Um, but like you say, as, a, as an impact player coming on as a sub, there's more chance if they're getting a wee bit tired, then we can bring him on. He can hold the ball up a wee bit and hopefully bring other players into the game. But for starting, Forrest gives that defensive cover as well. Sinclair can Which was seen, sorry to jump in, but that was seen against Kilmarnock when he got back and made a couple of last right. tackles. Aye. Um, Just backing you up, man. Yeah, good man. It's a change. Um, Rogic, I like Rogic to them. I like Rogic to the middle because he is good at, at linking it. He was finding Sinclair with a couple of good runs in the Man City game, so I, I hope hope we're going to get a chance. We need to get better at counter-attacking. Yeah, decision-making. Yeah. Decision-making with counter-attacking. But I think, I think the only is, way we've got a chance in this game is to, to go at it the same way we did against Man City. Is that not it asking for be. trouble, though, with Barcelona? But, uh, do you know, everybody thinks that, and regardless of what we set up or, or go against Barcelona... The, Can we take the, a bye? Can we take a bye? Can we take I a 2-0 right now? That would, that would um, be great. No matter what way you set up, there's always an opportunity for them to absolutely destroy you. And I think Celtic need to play on the atmosphere and the crowd and just go and build up the crowd. Whereas against Gladbach, it was all really flat. Whereas if you just compare the two games in terms of atmosphere, Man City and Gladbach, then I do think Celtic Park contributes towards the performance. It does absolutely no time. However... No, no, but that atmosphere came about was because we scored in the first couple of minutes against City. Because we went at it. We went at it. Okay. But Gladbach, the the more the game went on, the more anxious the fans were, the more. I mean, I didn't quite hear a lot of the atmosphere at the park because I was right next to Gladbach fans, and my God, they they were impressive. 90 minutes of just going at it. So I I can get caught up with their atmosphere, so I couldn't, but I'm pretty sure at times Parkhead was pretty quiet. But what? Because at City, it wasn't. I'm sure for City, it was. It was the whole game, but then yep. nine, six goals would do that to you. So but that's, I, a problem. I, that's a fair enough point. But I also think there's a certain level of expectation level. So if you go into a game expecting to win, like they would have done against Gladbach, yep. you're maybe not going to support as much. Whereas when your back's against the wall, like City or Bar- Barcelona, that's when that's when you need the fans, and that's when the fans always turn up for Celtic against Gladbach. I'll, I think we were all. Not necessarily arrogance. No, no, we're we're confidence, confidence. I, I, confidence. I, I, I'll make myself I had that. I thought we yeah. would we would probably we would win the game. Um We just didn't turn up. It was like the Villarreal game. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you highlighted that really well. Good point. Um Louis, you you've get you get th- you get three choices. Um talk me through what those three choices are in terms of the one, two, three. Um, behind the striker, yeah, um, very thoughtful tonight. I feel like he's he a, is, it's he's like if he was an animal, he'd be an owl. I always thoughtful. Yeah, wise. Mm. Shut up, Brian. Go on. Thanks. Lamas, uh, um, right. Okay. So I'm gonna have Sinclair out on the left. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna have Forrest on the right. Lovely. He gets a lovely for Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> he's about to do a heel turn. Oh, not doing a heel turn. Oh, oh, you didn't choose. You went to the middle oh, last. I, think. I can turning, see his face. Look at his face. Turning on your boy. No, why, why are you not. thinking? I'm not. Do you know why? Because I feel like I'm kind of caught in two minds. I, I would like to maybe see more of Paddy Roberts in that number ten 
But is this the game to do it? No, probably not. And and the thing that we really missed is it this the game we do though? If they're going to be pushing on so far ahead, but, but is they're not going to be not more skates. But skates always sits at the back. Fair enough, but so uh, my, my, the thing was at Kilmarnock, <clears throat> I think we really missed Roger and a Roger type to be able to dictate things. Even someone who's comfortable on the ball, who can he's better on the turn as well. Aye, aye, and he's he is strong and powerful as well. But just in, he's in terms, of, apparently, according to this guy, in, ter- in terms of switching the play, because uh, there was a lot of stuff against Kilmarnock that was quite monotonous. Whereas you need someone who can really, kind of, really spray it about yeah. and, and and acts as that person in the middle that everybody else comes back to. Um, and I, I don't think there's anybody better than than Roderick at that job. Um, but would it would it just be his fitness that concerns you? Um, his fitness would concern me but it's not even so much that it's, it's just the fact that we are going to be hemmed in and you need to break you do need to kind of break with pace but Roberts can give you that wee bit of trickery and the, the way I mean he really impressed me first time I've I've seen him in the flesh if you like but especially the first half how he, he you know there wasn't a great deal of space in front of him or, or maybe between two defenders but he was great at just going in there and yeah, being brave like to, to move into that space um, and you know he, he is the type of player who can make something out of nothing um, but are we really going to be that far up the pitch? I don't know. So you'd go with Roy? I, I, I would go with Tam. I would go with Tam. Um, and I suppose you've got Roberts to bring Probably. on later. Yeah. Um, but Forrest, I would I would still start. Because you need to be able to break up, break, break out yeah. uh, at pace. And, and he's got it over Roberts in terms of, in terms of that. Um, let's not be around the bush. We're all going for Dembele. Without a shadow of a doubt, Musa. Musa. A uh, couple of things about Dembele that I think is going to be quite. Who would you start? Uh, I would start Willie Faulkner. Um, I've seen him today. I see Willie Faulkner most days, actually. I Genuinely. Yeah. Um, who would I start my three? Uh, thanks for asking. That's correct. That's see, that's why you bring me back because none of these guys interact with you. Um, what I would probably do. Uh, it wouldn't be dissimilar to what you guys are doing. I think the team kind of picks itself in a lot of ways. Um, but we so all pick different. Or was I the only one? No, they three agreed, didn't they? I was oh, the yeah, me. Yeah. Did you not get your pick? Okay, sorry, Kieran, who did you pick? No, no, sorry. You found yours first. Oh, thanks very much. Uh, I would probably go <laughs> with... Um, I'd probably go with Forrest because of the, the cover and... <laughs> and the pace uh, that he has over a Roberts, if you will. I'd go with Sinclair wide left because I actually think he will do a better defensive job with Izzy on the left as opposed to th- through the middle and yeah um, because for, Izzy's going to need to be protected and that's the thing where we might kind of lack a little bit from Sinclair if you know the thing is with Tierney Tierney pushed the whole team forward he, when he when he drives forward that way the whole Mind team that time we beat drives. Barcelona yeah 2-1 Celtic Park yeah who was left back that day no, look, you can do that with anybody you can say oh um, no, who, who, you can do that with 11 guys but anyway, at left continue. back, no, in that, that team. Yeah, Miku was in that team and played really well. Yeah, he did. He didn't play well again though. So you yeah, know, he did. Every horse has its day. The sun can shine on you know 
all that stuff. But no, look, as he's there and fully support him, I, I would much prefer he, him and Kieran Tierney are, com- Tierney are completely two different players. Tierney drives the entire team up with confidence. And look at the overlap for the goal for the Man City game. You know, he, he, I think he, we're all agreed Tierney's just awesome, but as he gets too much of a hard time. I don't. I, to be honest, I don't. I, there was a, there was a time that as he didn't get enough of a hard time. People were people were still giving Izzy uh, an out of well, you know. It's like no, the guy's not playing well, so you, there's it can't be one rule for one and one for another. But the, the other thing Unless is, though, I think you see Tierney and how he does his job and the and the job he does for the team, both defensively and offensively. And, he can and, cross. And, and you right, realize, if it was but a you realize between the two, you, then you Tierney don't, would be in. Of course, but it's not just on what they've done uh, uh, like in the past or anything like that it's just what they bring to the team and without what Tierney brings to the team everything else I I think it's really shown recently how much he influences everything else even just the position he takes up higher up the pitch the fact that he can there's probably not many players in that team that you could take out and it would have such a, a negative effect. impact. But look at him, I like, I love Kieran Tierney. However, against Barcelona in the new camp, he looked like a wee boy who had never played football before. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Did yeah, I know, but like, so... Do you think Izzy would have done better than Kieran Tierney at the new no, camp? I'm is not that saying that. Well, what so I'm saying so is we have Izzy just now and... No, look, we're going, to support, we're going to support Izzy. But no, but I know, but you're making out as if that's going to be the weak link and all that. Well, I don't necessarily He is one be. of the major weak links in the team, though. No, I don't think so. Who, who's a weaker link than to, uh, than Izagiri? Boyata. But he's not in the. He's not going to. He's in Louis' team. No, he's not. Lustig's at centre half in Louis' team. Right. Well, there you go. Lustig at centre half. <laughs> That's a weak link. And then Gamboa at right back. Yeah. There's your other weak link. Okay, so you're just pointing out our weak links. <laughs> we are. Yeah, that was the question. Aye, but as he's one of them. Right. But, he's <laughs> yeah, but then you want yeah. your way back. Victory! Victory! <laughs> so, right. yes. He's turned heel on us, eh? No, not at all. He's not the main You do not, You do team. not have the spirit of your conviction, sir. I would have just doggedly... No, fair enough. Kieran, who would you pick? Would it be similar? Uh, that is going to be similar because, <clears throat> as well for thought, Roberts is frustrating me a little bit now. I think he's decision-making. He's young, right? I don't want to go go over him, but... You don't He's want to go all over him? Decision making for me is now getting a bit <clears throat> calling into question. He's going these wee mazy runs, but he's going too far with it and he's losing the ball too much now, I feel. Okay. Um he's do I mean he's doing well, but there's times where he should be just making off the pass. I think he's got a bit he's putting a bit of pressure <coughs> on himself that he needs to perform better to get back in the team. Because he's he's not getting in the team as that as of he's not getting starts as often as often enough as he wants um, there is still an awful sticking about with Forrest but Forrest is obviously a bit older a bit more experienced does a different type of game uh, game than what Roberts does but I think Forrest is more of a more of a team player in the fact that he can come back and help out and defend Roberts can't do that I mean, I've never, I've not seen Roberts do very well defensively and like we said, we're going to be possibly doing a lot of that. Yeah, so that's why. So, fair, fair enough. Um, we're all, sorry. Keep no, just got to say, one thing that's quite important for Wednesday is we can't have Dembele isolated up there. We need to get support up to him. So that's where Sinclair cutting in might be quite beneficial to the team. Yeah. But we also need to try and get 
up the park enough to, to get it. Let me ask you this, Keith. Um, obviously, Barcelona away, Dembele blew a big opportunity when he missed the penalty. And I'm not going to hold it against him. Young boy, first time in the Champions League, it happens, pressure gets to you. He has unbelievably made up for that, mm. for how he's performed. In fact, a lot of people would say his best games have been the biggest pressure games. Uh, the game against uh, Rangers in the Glasgow Derby, the games against uh, Bruce Mönchengladbach away when he scored the penalty, um, obviously against Man City as well. Yep. Do we have a match winner in Dembele? Yes, I think so. He's that sort of talent that he gets into good positions. He's becoming... He's got a natural coolness to finish at times. Um, there's been quite a few goals at Celtic Park, even just league games where... The balls came to him quite quickly and he manages to get it in target with power and accuracy. If we can get something up to him, get to the wide positions, and we're talking about Forrest and uh, getting to the bylines and be able to cross it, or, or Tierney would get there. Whenever we're crossing it, we're cutting it back. We're not just firing it in, in at the middle, hoping. We're actually trying to cut it back to the, what, the penalty spot and Dembele takes up really good positions there. Hopefully we get a chance like that and we'll be able to get one or two wee goals out of it. Yeah, big problem as well. We need to hope we didn't. What we seen, we comment ourselves in the in the game on Friday was the longer he gets lack of service, he was coming a lot deeper. Yeah, yeah out, he was coming a lot well. deeper to get the ball. Now we can't afford that against Barcelona. We need him to just stay up there. Yeah. If he's not getting the service, you just why. take your time, be patient. I know, but he's he still young, he's still a young boy. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, these are the matches. As much as we were talking about what's more important and stuff. <clears throat> Brian, you were obviously saying the Wednesday game, and Keith, you were saying a bit for momentum. Uh, these are the games where these players will develop. They'll sharpen up. They'll learn. Decision making will be key in terms of, oh, well, remember that game where you didn't do this? Maybe if you'd done this, X, Y, and Z. So it's great. Predictions, Louis McCaffrey. He's doing the face. I'm doing the face. Do you know what? Chris, I'm do you know what? I'm very excited right now. Do you know what? Go on. Do it. Do us all proud. I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to do it. Love it. Narrow defeat 2-1. <laughs> 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 Who scores for us? Dembers? Demberino? Oh, Bitam. He'll bury it right in top corner. He'll oh. rattle Kieran, prediction? Um, do I have to pick a prediction? <laughs> have I picked this prediction? Do I have to pick another prediction? Sorry. On you go. Asshole. <laughs> um, Forrest are going to go for a 3-0 defeat to eh, 3-0 defeat Jesus probably anyway uh, I think it's going to be one of those nights where everything goes well but I think it'll be two each Keith I'm going to go for a 1-0 draw like yourself Christopher what do you think look at this he's see? jumping in I see he's still in my thunder um, manners cost nothing I don't really care about I know well with that here I don't care what you think either um, <laughs> in terms of yeah I'm going to go with a one each as well I think Barca are going to score um, and they're going to take the foot off the, they'll, they'll score in the kind of middle part of the, the second half take their foot off the break and we are going to take the foot off the break yeah fuck <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. But that that them coming at us hundred percent will 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 then inspire us. And no, I think I think one each. I think we'll get a, a kind of quite late goal um, from a set piece, 
and Dembrino will really put his name up in lights. Um, but Do you know it's quite good listening to these um, predictions because before the the Barca game last time, um, Kieran mentioned that he thinks it's a quite a good time to get Barcelona. <laughs> it's early in the season; <laughs> they might not quite be up to scratch yet. Aye. Well, to be fair, we weren't up to scratch anyway. Uh, oh, well, it's coming around now where they're not really in good form and they're coming to meet us again. So. Perfect time to get Mazda. Um, they did draw 1 uh, 0 with uh, Malaga at the weekend, but we'll see. Um, we also, the big game on, on, Saturday, on Sunday is uh, the League Cup final. How important is this from uh, Brian? How important is this is from a new manager coming in? Opportunity to. You've got a point. To win the 100th. Trophy for Celtic. Well played. Uh, another great point from Keith. You're, you're having a stormer. He's taking over the stats thing, isn't he? Aye. Well, there's that. Really but that's not. It's but this is good stats. Yeah. That's knowledge. Yeah. Knowledge. <laughs> that's a, knowledge and stats. None of this percent. Knowledge and stats. I'll take that for thing. Do you do not? Yeah. No, Brian. How important is it for a manager? Because uh, new manager coming in, everyone's got high expectations. If we were to lose the cup final, would that maybe start? the players maybe start to lose a little belief in what's happening. Uh, That's why I think it's probably more important. It's massive. Like, it's, I think both games are, are huge for, for kind of different reasons, but the League Cup, I, I remember kind of Wim Janssen when he won it, and it, getting the League Cup in November is great because it allows you to get real momentum going into the rest of the season. Yeah, good word. Um, it, it's massive, and it would do so so much to kind of cement the, the, the Rogers revolution um, if you lose this then aye, it's a real a real dent and uh, aye, I can see that, that even the fans losing a wee bit of confidence like we got over an absolute pumping against Barcelona and kind of brushed it off getting beat 7-0 you know losing to that the Red Imps or whatever we've, we've had pretty severe results this season but We've, it's not changed the, the confidence we have in Brendan Rodgers but losing a cup final I think would be <coughs> massive and it, it would take a real, be a real dent but we're not going to lose it no <coughs> that's great um, shut the fuck up uh, <laughs> Louis we've played Aberdeen twice this season we played them at Parkhead and we beat them 4-1 but it really was 4-1 going on about 8 I think we honestly absolutely destroyed them in that game uh, then we won recently at, at Pataudry how much do you think those results matter or do they matter at all going into a cup final do you oh. think all previous meetings matter or do you think one off game deal will they change how they set up I, I don't think it matters I think it, this game for both teams is huge uh, if I was to put money on who'd be more fired up for it I would have to go with Aberdeen but then I always, I always feel that even when we go into games against other Glasgow teams, I always think they're going to be more up for it than us. Because everything is going so well for us and we're at the top and, and there's got to be a slight element of complacency creeps in to a squad. It must be very difficult to stop that from happening. Yeah. I mean, to, to win a title, and there's a lot of players there who will be their first title in a long time in, in terms of a, a, a cup, um, they'll be desperate to win it. There'll be for people who it's their first ever. Yeah, Dembele, for example, has never won a trophy. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers will be absolutely desperate to win it. He's, um, never, he's never won a trophy as a manager. Yeah, but then... He won the playoffs, did he not? That's not a trophy. You wouldn't really You get a that. big, massive trophy oh, that he keeps sake. under okay, his belt. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Lots of managers have won lots of stuff. Great, on you go. But <laughs> Sorry, the, he won a fucking trophy. The, <laughs> the pressure is on Celtic because we are the favourites and because we have to maintain 
such a high level. Do you do you think? Because this is something I I mentioned about Dembele. Do we thrive on pressure these days? Uh, yeah, I think we're more comfortable in our own skin now. Uh, I think you could possibly say that you saw that against Kilmarnock and that yeah. we <coughs> were resilient enough to, uh, I don't think anybody after that game would say that Celtic played their best, but still won, you know, and, 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 and still didn't, I mean, we weren't all over the shop. You know, I, I I just don't. I, I I think it's 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 a cup final, so you can't go into it and say with any degree of certainty that you're going to win it. Yeah. Um, but I hope they do. Kieran, uh, I was going to say, but however, I think <laughs> he's always got that. However, or the but, other thing is, always, he seems to have built a winning mentality into the team now. Yeah. There's like we've said ourselves, there's been some games recently where we've not really performed the the way we should do, but we're still getting the the victory, and that seems to be. Very important, and that seems to momentum he keeps. He has to keep going. Um, <clears throat> I believe that if we were to lose, I think it would be to p- players not turning up on a day, which at this level it shouldn't. It, sh- it should never happen. It's not acceptable. It's a cup final. You should be up for it. Rogers knows his tactics, and we've seen him. He's played Aberdeen twice now, and he's beaten twice, so he knows how to beat Aberdeen. I don't really know how much Aberdeen will change their game to try and beat us because they'll be probably quite along the lines of, well, we're happy with the way we play. So that could fall into Rogers' hands. Um, I mean, could the Barcelona one have a bit of a mentality? I'm, I'm not saying defeat, but, but if it happens and we get scalped again, will that mentality then... Will the mental, Drift into the game will, until will, will the mental attitude slightly change a little bit with the whole fact of, oh, we've just been destroyed again? Um, that, just in front of a final... I'd like to think the same. Well, do you know what? Champions League is one thing, and the, the domestic is another thing. Champions League, we've got there. We're against the big teams. Whatever happens, happens. Don't get disheartened if we get yeah destroyed because Barcelona do that to the best of teams in Europe. The, the, but, the, uh, sorry, sorry. But I mean, obviously, with Aberdeen with the Cups, the Cup final, like you said, the, the thing for the club as well, the hundredth trophy, um, just cementing what Rodgers has done since he's come in, and that actually will rubber stamp that what he's doing is the right thing and we're going in the right direction and also as well it also it'll help them for December because they keep going about how this was like nine games in four weeks Yeah. so if you've got the win you've got a cup under your belt that's just going to help you for the December you're just going to go oh, do you know what momentum is <laughs> just, yeah, just going to go straight through and we're just going to be unstoppable yeah um, they've, they've got I'll come to you in a second Keith but they've got some really good players Joe Lewis is playing really well um, the goalkeeper at the moment uh, very impressed with um, Anthony O'Connor um, at centre half he's really kind of where Ash Taylor was really starting to fall down he's actually done really well um, obvi- I'm, I'm a fan of Shea Logan um, you, we've got what do you call him uh, Graham Shinney very uh, a very good player, um, and then you've got Madison, who big big um, reputation in terms of um, coming up for big, after a big transfer fee. So they do have good players. Um, I'm not going to go and get um, get team selection predictions because we don't know how they, what, what the team's going to be like coming in after after the Wednesday game. But what what you're thinking? What are your and it lead into because we're closing up now because we're at our yeah. Time, what, tell me what you think how it will play out and what your predictions are. Um, just going on what Kieran was saying about the mentality, that's what Robert uh, Rogers had said that he wanted to build at this initial part of the season, 
because he's not had lots of time with the players on the, the training pitch. It's been two games a week for quite majority of the time. I think we have got that mentality. We've got a strong squad. They seem to be a, a, a squad that's together. We celebrate a goal as a team. After games even, they're all tweeting out, messaging on social media, saying how good it was, how good the, the crowd were. So Rodgers had mentioned that he wants to build a, a one-club, a one-team mentality. Yeah. And it seems to be permeating throughout the full squad. And it's great to see. And it's infecting all of us as well. What we were talking about, the momentum, the last time we played Barcelona, when we got scalped 7-0, we played Danvernes Cali Thistle at the weekend after, and we drew. That's we've not right, dropped yeah. points. Uh, we've not uh, lost a game after a Champions League game or a European game for a long time. But we did drop points that, that occasion. That's where we need to see that momentum going on. If we can get a good performance in, nobody's realistically thinking that we are going to go out there and dominate and win the game on Wednesday. But if we can get a good performance... I think that Rodgers is the, the type of manager that's not going to let anybody um, not be motivated for the game on Sunday. We saw that last season or earlier in the, the year with the, the the Scottish Cup semi-final. Yeah. You could see the team just went up for it. There was a lethargy throughout the, the full uh, squad. I don't see that happening. I don't think that Rodgers will let that. I think it's too big a chance, an opportunity for the club to win this 100th trophy. I'm really looking forward to it. I think we'll be up for it. And I think Aberdeen will be up for it. I think they'll be looking, they'll be dogged, they'll be hard to beat. But they've came into a bit of form. Did they win, was it 3-0 at the weekend? Yeah. So they're scoring goals again. They've got good players offensively. Um, Hayes and McGinn. Yeah. Very good, very good. When they're on their day, they're, they're very, very good. Ah, so they've got a... a Fairly potent uh, strike force going forward. We've got a very good defence as well, so well, we it'll be quite interesting to see. Very good defence. See this? Yeah. No. So, what's your prediction, Keith? On Sunday, I think it'll be a, a tight game. I could even see it going to the extra oh, extra Jesus, time. Please, no, thank you. But imagine that. No, but it'll be entertaining. I think I don't see it being a, a terrible. See this whole thing of like, oh, it'd be a great advert for Scottish football. I want us to win 50 nil oh, and for all goals to come in the first 10 that. minutes. But if it's one more than them, that's all that matters. Nah, fair enough. So you, you think it's going to be a tight game, but prediction is that Celtic will win? Celtic will win by one goal. I don't goal. See it. B-Town? Uh, I think it'll be 3 or 4 1 to Celtic. Again, I, th- I don't think Celtic will be allowed not to turn up. Um, I think they'll just go out to, to prove how good they are and how much further ahead they are than the rest of Scottish football. Kieran Harren with the handsome hair. Yeah, I must say, I think the first half will be quite kind of matched. I think it'll be quite a kind of a battle in midfield. But I think as the second half goes on, I think we'll get a bit of momentum. And I think we'll play one three one. I think it'll be very tight. I think it'll one nil. One nil. Myself, I think it'll be. I think two uh, one. Two one. I think it'll be a tight game. I think we'll all agree it's a tight game. As our biggest rivals in terms of uh, comp- competitiveness in the league in the country. So. Yeah, I, I know I joke there, but it is a good advert for Scottish football. Hopefully, it is a good game, but I do hope Celtic win by. Celtic Aberdeen Cup finals are always good. Always and we don't, always, we don't always win. Was it 1990? Penalty? Anton Rogan. Ah, oh, poor Anton. Missing. What was that? It was about like 20 each in the penalty shootout or yeah. something. Yeah. 
Um, awful. Uh, but yeah, that's our show. Uh, we're back um, and uh, after the international break, um, it's been a pleasure. We are the 90 Minute Cynic. We're on Twitter at 90 Minute Cynic. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash 90 Minute Cynic. We're on YouTube where uh, we're going to be uploading some new and interesting videos. Um, YouTube.com slash 90 Minute Cynic. The website itself, 90minutecynic.com. Check it out. We're going to have some interesting stuff going up um, over the next next period of time. Um, and uh, Spreaker, Spreaker.com slash 90 Minute Cynic. Uh, iTunes, if you search for us on iTunes, if you could subscribe and give us a nice comment, that would be terrific. Um, we really appreciate it. Appreciate Can they not just Google 90 Minute Cynic and you, all of this will come up? No. We really right, appreciate sorry. your uh, patronage. Uh, just a quick shout out to Tony Tick at Tony Colon sixty seven. New listener, really enjoying your stuff. The Cynics view. Um, he's got a question for us, but we'll come back to that next week. Thanks very much, Tony, for getting involved. In, uh, <laughs> we just don't have time. We've literally just ran out of time. Poor guy, brand new listening. At least he got a shout. He out. got That's a shout. Good. Out. That's pretty good. Louis McCaffrey, the Owl, which is his new nickname. It's the what? The Owl. It's more some professory. The owl. Right, okay. Right. I'm just going to need to go with it. For my housewife's favourite, they are bird in a tree. Brilliant. Um, it's been good to be back. Yeah, I'm all, but we'll get back rolling. I've got one for Kieran. Go for it. Key change, Kieran Harren. He's like uh, boys one sitting there. Kieran Harren, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. I don't know it wasn't until that last minute. Though. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, the unit, as always, comes in strong. It's been amazing, and I destroys. don't know why I don't do this more often. Yeah. Well, I do know why I do it. Don't do it more often. Um, it's because of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much, yeah. Um, Small doses and all that. Yeah, arrive, cause shit up and out. There's a man, uh, Keith. I know we joke, but you're a, you're a nice chap. You we're doing a fist bump, and you have a penguin on your jumper. That's terrific. Yes. Pleasure as always. Superman. That's and he's got a Roma scarf. And he's got a Roma scarf. I noticed that as well. Um, and it's like a real one. Amnesty, though. That's Amnesty weekend. Um, which is a thing that only me and Kiel know about. But <laughs> we go. So I'm not slagging anyone off. But I've done it with you a wee bit today. But it's fine. <laughs> uh, I am the Galatron. Uh, we are 90 minutes in it. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, uh, I don't know what's happened. But uh, we'll speak to you down the road. <laughs>
When you punish a person for dreaming his dream, don't expect him to thank or forgive you. The best ever death metal band out of Denton will in time both outpace and outlive you. Hail Satan!